What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out to Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, Put them together. Busy, busy Monday. Two hours in, two hours to go, and a lot to cover. We covered a lot, now covering more. Get back to the Longhorns in the bracket. They're the two seed in the Midwest region. I think uh, Houston is Houston and Texas are one and one. I do believe with the way the bracket was built, the Longhorns were the fifth seeded team in the country when it began. I think Houston was the last one seed, and I think Texas was the first two, which would put them in the same bracket in the Midwest. Alabama, the number one overall seed in this tournament. The uh, Kansas Jayhawks and Purdue Boilermakers, the other two number ones. Texas on the two line along with uh, Marquette, UCLA, and Arizona are the other two seeds out there. Longhorns also uh, see a familiar face and name in the bracket because if they win on th- Thursday, and could set up a matchup with the, the Aggies, Texas A&M, in round two. Uh, also, Buck, outside of the hoops and the football and uh, everything else going on, Scotty Scheffler's brilliance, how about uh, the passing of your guy Bud Grant? Yes. Of your Minnesota Vikings over the weekend. 95. We went to a lot of Super Bowls, but we didn't win any. Lost a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah, he was a good guy, good coach. Real good coach. Um, Grant and Marv Levy, the only two coaches to take the same team Four times? Well, because you would think it's, that Marv Levy would also be the, the trivia question of four Super Bowls before Super Bowl losses. That's true with both Marv Levy and Bud Grant, right? Mm-hmm. But they also the only coaches to take teams to the Grey Cup in the CFL and the Super Bowl. Yeah, didn't know that. He was 95 years old. Good 95. Life. Did he win the Grey Cup? Oh, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Track record, I don't know the answer no, to that. That's a good guess, though. Probably not. Don't know the answer to that. But, uh, yeah, big trades in football. A lot of signings coming. I can, I would say you, you can expect by the time that – so Chad and Zay start their show at noon today. Actually, no, it starts at 11 o'clock our time. Noon Central is when the legal tampering period begins. Heck, Chad and Zay may actually have some signings to announce that have, that have been agreed to before, right when their show starts. I mean, you can, you can look at teams like Chicago, uh, Arizona, Atlanta, teams with a lot of cattle, Houston, to be very active early. Because uh, that's where the top free agents go. You usually overspend for those guys, but there's a reason you've stayed up this cap space. Because I think there are some players who can help teams. Uh, yeah, I don't. Have holes. And the name I don't understand is why Baker's name is out there. Why aren't the Rams doing something with Baker? They enjoyed him being there for for the couple games. I mean, what are they going to do with Matthew Stafford? I mean, is that guy? Are they just saying he's going to be better? Period. Yeah, but I mean, did, Baker Mayfield's a free agent. I mean, he doesn't have to agree to a contract with the Rams. He's going to try to find a place he can start. I mean, that's a Baker Mayfield decision. That's what the free market's about. Why wouldn't he want to stay there? I mean, to be a backup? I don't know. I mean, if they trade Matthew Stafford. If, and he doesn't know that. He doesn't know if they will. Same time, Tampa Bay may offer him a job starting. Um, you know, that would be your goal, right? If you're Baker Mayfield. Oh, no. If you're going to Tampa, you're going to start for sure. Yeah. You know, Kyle Trask is there, but you're going there to start, and they've got pretty good weapons there. I mean, you've got Mike, Mike Evans and Chris mm-hmm. Godwin still. They got young running back. They've got, uh, they got some players. So. And if you're, if you're, and they need some young, li- young legs if they've got that offensive line still coming back. 
Yeah, so in Baker Mayfield, that you know, there's a reason he wants to be a free agent right now. He wants to t- test the waters here and see what's out there, um, and that's that's going to be his opportunity here coming up. But no, I think uh, I think there's some good players in this market. Odell Beckham Jr. had a tryout or workout this weekend to kind of show. I think 13 teams showed up uh, to see his health level of where he's at with his knee. He'd like to get a big contract here coming up. Um, you know, running backs. I mean, I think the lines of scrimmage is where you you hit first if you if you have some money to spend where you can get in the market for a guy like Orlando Brown, the left tackle. Also the right tackle from the, the 49ers, Mike McGlinchey, is a free agent. He'll get some some early early looks for sure. Terrence Steele is a Cowboy. He's a right tackle, but he's a restricted free agent, so the Cowboys could match. But, man, they, they may be able to make an offer that the Cowboys can't afford to match. That's possible. But uh, then there'll be draft compensation as well. But we'll keep an eye on that today. I think it's going to yeah. happen pretty quickly. I, I like to see where Eric Kendricks is going to go. Linebacker, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds and he are the top two linebackers. Yeah, if the Cowboys don't get their guy back. Remember, the Cowboys have very little money to spend. The, the, they restructured Dak and Nick, Zach Martin, so they have about $12 million. And that, that's really not a lot in this market. And, you know, they've got their own guys. they like, they got to get Terrence Steele re-signed before, because he is a restricted free agent. He's your starting right tackle. You can't lose that guy. Uh, and I don't think they want to lose all these free agents that they have. They have, you know, 19 of them. Uh, maybe 18 if you consider that they franchise tag Tony Pollard, but uh, they've got some key guys, and it'll be interesting. I think Jesse Bates, the safety from Cincinnati, uh, is going to be a guy that gets gobbled up pretty quickly. He's a really good player off that Cincinnati team that they didn't get a deal done with. Uh, you know, kind of like the draft. It's going to be the premium positions, left tackles, pass rushers, corners, guys who are in their middle 20s coming off an early contract that can still play. Uh, those are going to be the guys you're going to see go off the board uh, here early in the free agent period because it's kind of like the transfer portal. You know, you can you can fill a hole and then use the draft to bring in your young talent, your cheaper labor, which is uh, what what a good organization will do here. Uh, that you know, and the Cowboys just haven't played in the free agent game. That's the other part of them. Well, they Philadelphia's don't... got your secondary just about going to be gone. The way they look right now. Hey, let's get to the uh, other headlines, trending topics to start the uh, the the morning outside of all the football that's going to be coming down today. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. Start with the college hoops and the madness of March. Of course, has arrived. It's one of those great Mondays, one of those great uh, weeks of the year. And coming off their emphatic run to the Big 12 Tournament Championship on Saturday, Longhorns were announced yesterday as the number two seed in the Midwest region of the 2023 NCAA Tournament. Rodney Terry surging Longhorns and I headed to Des Moines, Iowa for a first-round game set for this Thursday at 625 local time. They're going to face the 15-seed Colgate. Uh, Colgate, the champions of the Patriot League, have finished their season with 20 wins in their last 21 games, a 17-1 mark in league play. They're the best three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, Longhorns still have their hands full there, but it is a 15-2 matchup. A win there would set up a potential intriguing second-round matchup with Texas A&M. Aggies, who finished second in the SEC standings and made it to the championship of the tournament, were awarded just a seventh seed in the Midwest. They're going to face Penn State this Thursday. Houston Cougars are the one seed in the Midwest region. They're 31-3 on the year. They've advanced to the Elite Eight in the Final Four in each of the last two seasons under Kelvin Sampson. Alabama, number one overall seed in the tournament, number one seed in the South there. Purdue's the number one seed in the East, defending champion Kansas, the top seed out West. Now five other Big 12 teams are dancing. K-State and Baylor are both three seeds. TCU and Iowa State are six seeds. West Virginia in as a nine. Oklahoma State was listed by the committee as the first team out. Women's Field of 64 was also announced last night despite their loss to Iowa State in the Big 12 Tournament Championship. Vic Schaefer's Longhorns, a top 16 national seed. They're going to host first round and second round action at uh, Moody Center 
Coming up starting Sunday, Longhorns are the four seed. They're going to face 13th seeded East Carolina this Sunday at the Mood. Louisville and Drake will also be rolling in here as the 5-12 matchup. On the 40 acres this weekend, outside of hoops, you had the Texas baseball team finish off a three-game sweep of Manhattan yesterday, 16-6 the win. They've won five in a row to climb over 500. Texas softball team went 3-2 and two at the uh, Bevo Classic tournament they hosted. They lost yesterday to Texas State in nine innings. Six to five was your final there. Also in the NFL, should be a furious day of activity. We just talked about a lot of things going to come down. And if you missed it over the weekend, two big trades already made. Mentioned the Bears have sent the number one pick overall to Carolina for a bevy of picks and wide receiver DJ Moore. Also yesterday, the LA Rams agreed to trade their uh, 28-year-old star cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins for a 2023 third-round pick in the tight end Hunter Long. On the pitch, Austin FC had a nice night in Salt Lake City. They went on the road and beat Real Salt Lake 2-1. to Austin scored twice in the first half on a beautiful long-range strike from John Gallagher. Then another one from Owen Wolf, the coach's son. He had his first goal in the MLS. Brad Stuver and the Verde D made it stand up from there. They earned the three points on the road. In golf, Scotty Scheffler, once again, the world number one. He ran away from the field at the Players' Championship, reestablished himself at the top of the, uh, the world rankings. Lifetime Longhorn had five straight birdies at one point in the middle of his round yesterday. He cruises to a five-shot win over Terrell Hatton to take the richest prize on the tour, $4.5 million. And in baseball, Team Mexico dominated Team USA at the World Baseball Classic out in Phoenix last night, 11-5. Both teams now 1-1 one one in pool play. Core Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Come to our open house Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th for up to 15% off all steel outdoor power equipment, 20% off all Toro, Hustler, and Gravely Motors. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Well, I hope Brandon had a good weekend at Top Gun. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, man. Uh, burgers and beers and getting burgers, your chainsaws and, and all the stuff Hell you yeah. Hey, did you see in the uh, World Baseball Classic? How about this thing? This is like the uh, baseball's version of the World Cup. It's really been fun to watch. And uh, how about this kid, this start 5'8 pitcher, this electrician for the Czech Republic? See this dude? He's an electrician by trade, but he's playing for the Czech Republic National League team. He came in, and he's he tops out with his fastball about 79 miles an hour. And all he did was strike out the side and struck out reigning uh, American League MVP Shohei Otani. He, with that heater? With the heat, baby. Yeah, 79. Uh, struck out four straight batters. And this dude's a an electrician <laughs> by trade. That's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Otani swung and missed so hard he had his helmet fell off. Wow, helmet came off in that thing. Wouldn't have jacked that dude. Uh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes those guys are built to hit hundred. So they're seventy nine is just what? What are we doing here? What are we playing slow pitch softball now? What is, mm-hmm. What's the deal? But uh, that's kind of fun with the uh, World Baseball Classic. Yeah, USA got whipped last night. By Team Mexico. Longhorns whipped the field at the Big 12 tournament, uh, run their way to a Big 12 championship. We talked about all morning the uh, the Timmy Allen absence may have exposed or revealed a, a lineup that can really be dangerous for Texas. Not that Timmy Allen can't help this team, but uh, you talked about the, the lane being wide open and uh, Dylan Mitchell and Dylan DeSue down low getting more room to operate. And uh, the guards really thrived and uh, looked good over the weekend, looked really good over the weekend. Yeah, I, I just believe that Dylan DeSue, his because he's not that smooth guy. He's gotten better as, you know, this two years have gone on. Getting healthier. He's getting healthier. You can tell. But he, he can be, as I say, clunky sometimes. And those big clunky guys need that space in there. They don't need need you bringing in another guy. And without, you know, with Mitchell and, and Timmy Allen in there, it's not just those two. They bring their defenders in there, too. Well, and I think um... – And I think Sue is – that little jump shot he has and that little loader that he has – I mean, he's been offensive-minded. He is, 
He's a go-getter. He will go, and then he'll get to the rebounds, you know what I'm saying? He'll get those off rebounds and, and put them back up. He's pretty quick when that stuff comes. No, he's uh, he's, a, he's a an orthodox a hard player. Yes. But he hustles his tail off. He's, he's got really nice timing yeah, well, for a guy that looks clunky. And it's just about, for me, it's about confidence right now. Right, Ever since that Baylor game on the road, the Texas lost. He scored 24 points. He's played with a lot of offensive confidence. And this, you know, he was the most outstanding player of this tournament. Yes. And in the game on Saturday when they beat Kansas by 20, he was 20. He had he played 21 minutes and scored 18 points. And he was just as active as he could be. He played half the game, yet he was the leading scorer on the team. Yeah, and he but, just he started to find his late in the season, too. It wasn't just for this tournament. I mean, he could start to find his offense. I'm talking about the Baylor game. Uh, mid, yeah, you're mid, right. Uh, when he was on shooting threes up, no one else really showed up for the Baylor game. Uh, Dylan DeSue did, and he's carried that aggressiveness and confidence, I think, the rest of the way. And then in this tournament, you know, without Timmy Allen, I think you're dead right that, that you know, the – when he's on the floor with Dylan Mitchell and Dylan DeSue, you got three guys who live in the paint. And yes. they can't shoot, right? Dylan DeSue's the best of the outside shooters of those three. But the other two are, are in the paint. And that's where we talk about that offensive half-court set a lot of times can be a struggle bus for Texas. Even for a guy like Marcus Carr, who likes to get to the basket, well, it's clogged. There's nowhere yes. to go. You take Timmy Allen off the floor, and you bring a third guard onto the floor, and you let Dylan Mitchell work with uh, Dylan DeSue down low and let Dylan Mitchell run the pick-and-roll. Uh, you know, now all of a sudden things wide open, and you see Marcus Carr more aggressively going to the basket, and you see Jabari Rice doing what he does, and Tyrese Hunter, I thought, had a good weekend. They're just playing with a lot of confidence yeah, right and, now. And for Jabari Rice, it's not one of those, I got to come off the bench now. I mean, he's now he's been a starter. He just looks like a baller. Well, remember, the you story know? has been told by the coaches that when they told Jabari, hey, we want you to come be our sixth man. He said, "Okay, but I'm going to finish games." Yeah, that, that, yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm going to be the finisher, and well, he, he is. He likes to be now. He likes to begin them and finish them. He's been there, the MVP of this team for the whole season, in my mind, as far as consistency, game in, game out. He's had some down games and off shooting, but he's always a factor on both ends. And look, it doesn't mean Timmy Allen, when he's healthy, which he will be come Thursday, he's not going to play. But maybe he comes off the bench, and sure. he's the guy that spells when he goes in for Dylan Mitchell or Dylan DeSue, and you bring in Christian Bishop and he. And you keep the three guards, and then Brock Cunningham rotates in, Arterio Morris rotates in, and it's more of a free-flowing offensive set. But the key for me is, I'll say again, defense. Uh, if you're looking for a common denominator in the Longhorn wins and the Longhorn losses, it's defense. Um, you know, In this tournament, they held their three win opponents to an average of 55 points. And these are two of those teams, TCU and Kansas, are two of the better Big 12 offenses. And they held them, you know, a scoring average of 55. Uh, in their eight losses this year, here, here's the number. When the Longhorns hold opponents to 72 points or fewer, they're 25-0 and 0 this season. When they allow 73 or more, they're 0-8. Well, no, they've won some games where they scored over 80, but all their losses have came to teams that they allowed mm-hmm. 73 or more points to. Uh, if they hold you under 72, they're going to beat you. Uh, that is that is over 33 games of action now. That is the recipe. And I think that's what Rodney Terry is most happy about was the defensive intensity for 40 minutes in these last four games that they've won where they held Kansas down to you know, way under their scoring average on back-to-back Saturdays. TCU's a team that likes to play in the 70s and 80s. You held them to 60, and you held Oklahoma State to 47. If yeah, that- and they went into that championship game. I mean, even into the tournament, they were about winning. They weren't about resting. They were about winning those games. I mean – you could just see from the start they wanted to win a championship. They were about they winning that championship. Love that. Now again, my you knew me. I'm not a fan of the tournaments. I don't think it changed the seeding for anybody. I think the no. the, the seeding was set uh, regardless. And you know, Houston losing in their conference championship game and injured Kansas best. still stayed number one even after that. Yeah, I mean Alabama's the number one overall seed. 
Kansas is still a one seed, but it's about the body of work. And I think you know Texas as the five or six seed is fine. I don't know that it changed anything. I think the, the, the committee has shown us now over three straight brackets that the tournaments, they don't really pay much attention to them. It's not going to be about you know, the fact that – They do pay attention to TV. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm giving you know Texas that. A&M a seven seed. I thought that was a – but, you know, if you're a Longhorn fan, you're either going to get ten, te, Texas A&M as a seven. And by the way, committee, that basically means the team that finished the season in the top 20 in the, in the country on your seed line is way down there as, as like the 25th, 26th, 27th team in the country. That's wrong. Uh, that is you know, – A&M got underseeded in a bad way. And Kentucky, I think, got overseeded. But if you're the Longhorns, would you rather play A&M in round two or Kentucky? With the big man she- Sheedway down there. I don't low. want Sheedway. I don't want to see him. Yeah. So that, that you mean, they, they, one might have replaced the other. And obviously it's for TV. I mean, CBS is going to love it. It'll probably be a primetime game on Saturday. If both win, you'll have the Aggies and the Longhorns. And, you know, everybody will tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, at the same time, if you're going on how the seeding should be, Texas shouldn't be playing A&M, who probably should be a five or six seed. You're right. Uh, and A&M shouldn't have to play Texas, who's a two. Uh, but that's just the, the the TV side of it. They pay a lot of money for that TV contract. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, they do. But props to Rodney Terry and this team. The fact that he's got them playing 40 minutes of really intense defense. There have not been, you know, in those losses where they give up 70 points, 72 points, that's about they have stretches where they just don't play great defense. They just lapse on D. And Rodney has said all year, offense will come and go. We're going to be, they're going to score with these three guards and the efficiency they have with their offense. And they're going to find ways. If they can play defense, they're right there with anybody. Well, if you can keep, uh, if you can keep Marcus Carr going down the middle and getting to the free throw line, sure. that'll offset if he has a bad night shooting. Because he'll go to the free throw line a bunch. Says, um, what conference had the most teams make it? Uh, Big Ten and SEC had eight. Big uh, S, uh, Big Twelve had seven of their ten, and Oklahoma State was the last team out. Uh, and so percentage wise, we had the most teams. Yes. Yes. And I think Oak State should have been in. I'm, I think it's garbage, personally, because I think I think the biggest factor to Oak State is not, as somebody said, that they lost in the tournament. The biggest factor is they lost Avery Anderson the third, their leading scorer, to a wrist injury. I think that you got to take that into account, that they're a, they're a really big and, and long team with, with, that are physical, but without their, their best scorer, they're a different team. So I think that dropped them out, but I don't know that Pittsburgh earned the right. Uh, they got to go play in the play-in game, though. But, um, you know, the Big 12 nearly had eight of their 10 teams into the conference. The only team right. that didn't either make it or were the last one out were Texas Tech and Oklahoma. But, yes, oh, Big Ten with their 14 teams, uh, eight of their 14, SEC, same thing. Eight of the 14 are in. So that's the story for the Longhorns. I love the defense, and I love the new lineup. And uh, I think Timmy Allen, as a six-year player, would understand, you know what, Timmy, we're going to have you come off the bench and keep this momentum we've got oh, going. We can always say, hey, we're not quite sure of your health right now. We just want to make sure we don't get you in there. Get you. We'd like to get them started. But, I mean, it's just it's just helped to sue so much, having that, having that part of the, uh, the court open for him. As he backs guys down. I love when he backs them down with those hard dribbles, a couple hard dribbles, and then shoots that little floater. Love it. Is the number one thing that can happen in the tournament is for DeSue to get into foul trouble? Because I feel like they're... It, and, uh, and that's where he's done a better job, too, with his feet. That's what I'm saying. When he says he's getting healthier, he's gotten in front of guys instead of that, you know, off to the side stuff and guys getting around him. Yeah, I, I just worry with him because he's, he's such a grinder. He's the guy that when the ball goes on the, on the floor... If you've got it, he's going to come over the top to get that ball away from you. He's, no, he's a hustler. Yeah, he's like Brock Cunningham. Guys. They go over the top of guys sure. and dive on top of them, 
and they're getting they're getting some calls. But sometimes they get they get fouls called on them that way. And Dylan DeSue is one of those guys. If it's on the ground, he's going on the ground for the ball. And that's a big body to land on. It's not always jump balls with well, him. You who, know? Who's the most important player when it comes to winning in this tournament? Um, for me right now. Jabari Rice. Well, Jabari Rice is just a constant for me. I mean, he's just going to be there. But, yeah, he's important. He's and, the X factor. Well, I think one of the other two guards, Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr. If they get them all three going. Yeah, Tyrese Hunter now has got to that point right now. Of, he's, he's very confident because the way he plays defense has helped his offense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I do think the idea of the the more wide open lineup with three guards and two bigs versus three bigs and two guards, uh, I think can help this team uh, moving forward. And j- the key for Jabari Rice is going to be if he does start, he's got to stay out of foul trouble. Like coming off the bench, he can get a couple quick fouls and it's going right. to be okay. But he's got to stay out of foul trouble. He'll 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 reach. He's trying to get those long arms and poke out a, a loose ball. But uh, really like that lineup. And the key would be for me this all three guards. I mean, if they get them all going. I think you know what you're getting from the front line now. I mean, they they don't have Zach Eady down low. That's not going to happen. They don't have a, a true center, but uh, it's positionless basketball in a lot of ways, and and they can they can create matchups for you that are difficult. And you know, so the front line is the front line. The rotation is the rotation. And I think the keys are going to be you know, getting all three guards clicking at the same time. And then, gosh, Arterio Morris off the bench. I mean, if that guy continues to play like he did in in Kansas City. Playing above the rim, playing you know really aggressive on defense with his elite athleticism. Uh, Texas is a deep basketball team. We've said that all year long. And uh, whether it's Timmy Allen, the starter off the bench, I, I think they they go eight deep, maybe nine deep. And I don't know that many sure. teams in the country do that. I mean, Alabama's really good, but look, Kansas is as good as anybody in the country. I think everybody knows that they have more quad one wins than any team in the country with sixteen. But Texas blew them out on back to back Saturdays. Not just beat them, but routed them. Uh, that's that's a scary team because I think Kansas can beat anybody in the country. Texas just beat them twice and did it emphatically. Uh, so I think I think there's a lot to like about this Texas side. And we heard earlier Seth Davis and Jay Wright, the CBS analyst, picking Texas into the Final Four along with Kansas. Both they they both have the same Final Fours: Texas, Kansas, Alabama, and Marquette. Marquette, and you know Marquette looks the part, but you know obviously we know Shaka Smart's going to have to break some history. It's been ten years. Since he's won a tournament game, and so, but this Marquette team looks like it's built to do that. Uh, but that whole, I think that whole East bracket with P, that Purdue is the top of is really difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would it, agree. I mean, if all the experts are picking Marquette to be that good as a team that can go all the way to the Final Four with Shaka, I mean, you consider the rest of that bracket. Think about this for Purdue; they are in there with Marquette, Kansas State, who kind of has faded here of late in the Big Twelve, but they they're they're a tough team to, to defend when they've got Marquise Noel and. Um, you know, Johnson and what they do. Tennessee's the four with Rick Barnes' team. Um, you know, Duke. Duke's the five. Nobody wants to play Duke right now. They've no. won the ACC tournament. Or Duke is Duke. Their young guys have all grown up. John Shire's done a really good job. Kentucky's the six. Michigan State's the seven. Memphis all the way down there at the eight seed. I mean, that's that's a good bracket right there. That's, yeah, when that's Purdue tough. has its struggles, it's about their young guards. Yep. And they got a lot of young guys playing. Yep. They a just, lot of freshmen playing and starting in and, and key roles. But they've been in some big games, but they've also lost some games yeah. because of those guys. Yeah, it's it, you know, I do think aside from the Texas A and M second round matchup, which I think is a little bit underseated, I think that I think Texas got a pretty good draw. I like to be in. We talked about this yesterday on our live bracket show. If I'm even before the bracket was announced, I said, man, if I'm Texas, I want to be in the in, in with Houston because it, I think that's a good matchup for Texas. It's nothing against Houston. I grew up a Houston Cougar fan. I just, and I love Kelvin Sampson. They defend like crazy. 
I just think Texas matches up well with Houston, especially if there's a lingering issue that with Mar- that Marcus Sasser has. Um, we know they match up with Kansas very well, and um, with back-to-back wins over them. But Houston, outside of Houston, you've got Xavier. I don't know much about Xavier. What do we know about the Musketeers? I know they're out of Cincinnati. I haven't seen a lot of them out of the Big East. I, Indiana's a team to watch with Mike Woodson and um, you know what they're doing. You, you, Miami is a five seed there with Iowa State, A and M, and then Iowa uh, as the eight seed. So I like Texas as a draw. Did, did Miami end up winning the ACC? Duke did. Duke did at Duke, the end. Of the they lost to Duke in the semis. Yeah, Duke. Duke beat Miami. Or no, in the finals. Finals. Yeah. Uh, Duke's looking good. I'm telling you, Elite Eight. They finally they just needed like twenty games for John Shire to get to get that group together. Well, it's all young players, all young players, and uh, they've they've all but all, all McDonald's all Americans, right? All a bunch of young talented players who eighteen, nineteen years old. Those guys are playing against twenty two, twenty three year old teams, uh, and but here they are playing their best basketball. Talent still wins at this level, and that's uh, that's where Duke is as a five seed. Now, I think Duke was the team no one wanted to see in their bracket, just the way they're playing right now and the te- this overall talent level and. Duke is Duke. We'll be back. Pick these up. Talking to NFL with the uh, legal tampering for you beginning in a few hours. Also, a little uh, salacious gossip and your blitz before the top of this hour. And more to do as we roll on on a busy Monday. It may not mean nothing to y'all. But understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want to Bucky mind, and Aaron. Who's going where in free agency in the NFL? That will be uh, determined beginning today. Those who have made it to the market. Also, trades going down over the weekend. We've got March Madness. A lot of folks weighing in. Appreciate everybody on the Specs text line that says, uh, let's get past Colgate first, boys. Oh, yeah, Colgate. First things first. Longhorns need to uh, play very uh, focused basketball right now. That number process, one three-point shooting team in the nation. Number one at over 40%. 40 yeah. they got a big 6'10 guy down low. They've won 20 of their last 21 games to finish the year. They started the year, like, not great. I mean, they were 500 team, but they've gone 20-1 and one, uh, through through Patriot League play and uh, in, in, in the conference play. They won the, the tournament just like Texas did. So, yes, absolutely. Focus completely on the Raiders of Colgate. Are somebody giving us some coach speak? Um, the Raiders of Colgate? This says, I agree. E, I think uh, if you get past the Aggies, then the region is yours for the taking. This says, y'all didn't watch the ACC championship game then, generally with Duke and Miami, the worst basketball game I've ever watched. Apparently we have breaking news, breaking news from the news desk with T.Y. Ole Miss has hired Chris Beard officially. Ole Miss, that's not a surprise. Oh, I think they waited until the tournaments were over and the brackets were set. Yep. And Chris Beard is back in uh, coaching in the SEC where the Longhorns are headed. He will be the new coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. Now Texas Tech needs a coach. Uh, well, Jeff Goodman is the one of, of, uh, of Stadium.com who's been on the top of this show. Says Ole Miss is expected to hire Texas coach, former Texas coach Chris Beard, within the next 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, they just want to wait until the tournament play was over, get the, get the seedings down and get going then. Yes. Yes. Now, when you look at Colgate, and obviously we have all week to look at Colgate, they do hit, they do shoot them three well. Texas will be much more athletic, obviously, than they are. So they play in a Patriot League, yeah. And, Some dispense of them. Um, the as we said, they've been a red hot team, so they're going to play playing with a lot of confidence. Longhorns are playing with a lot of confidence, and you know if you're looking for you know similar matchups or, or like matchups. 
you know, over those 21 games, they haven't been playing many good teams. No. I mean, they uh, they got blown up by Auburn in the non-con. I'm trying to think of what their best win might have been this year. Patriot League, that's not like Lehigh and Lafayette, is it? Oh, yeah. Holy Patriot Cross. Patriot League's good basketball, but, you know, you're Texas. You just won the Big 12 tournament in the toughest conference in college basketball. You don't take them lightly. You prepare. But this should be a team you can handle. And they're, they're a 14-point favorite early out of Vegas. Go ahead and take Colgate plus 14 in that one. Think so? Yeah. Okay. Colgate's played. I, I, I said earlier they beat Arkansas. That, that did, they did. They didn't beat Arkansas, but two years ago that was a very close game, and last year they lost by like five or seven to Wisconsin. So they shoot the lights out of the ball. I'd expect it to be closer than that. Well, Texas just beat their Big 12 opponents by an average of 14 points, including Kansas. So Longhorn's playing really good, Colgate playing good, and, yeah, I mean the the point spread doesn't matter. You survive and advance in this tournament, win that ball game. One thing you can't do is let guys sit out over the three-point line and say, okay, they're going to miss it because they won't. Well, they hit almost half of them. I mean, forty percent or better. Uh, but you know, the big man down low, six ten. He's he also shoots almost seventy percent from the floor. But he's not a good free throw shooter. That's a thing to to watch right there. But you know, it's one of this. Look, this is why you play all year to get to two seats. So you're playing a fifteen. You're right. better than this team. That's right. If you play your style of basketball and preparation and you're process driven, you'll you'll win this game. If you play the way you've been playing, you'll be just fine. Yep. Yep. Uh, and. You know, nothing against the Patriot League and I, even against the Aggies. I think the Longhorns are, are a better squad than the Aggies, but again, it's survive in advance. You try to, to fight your way through this over three different weekends, and then you know if you do that, you're you're playing in the Final Four. You're playing yeah, the Aggies' trajectory has been upward, though, man. It's been they've played pretty good basketball here late in the year. You know, they've played the way you need to be playing at this time of the year. That's why I was surprised. I know it's a whole body of work thing, but I said this earlier because somebody said, well, the Aggies, uh, you know, had a rough start to the season. Well, so did Duke, and Duke's a 5C, right? I mean, you can have – it's really like, – yes, it's a total body of work and what you were, but what you were when, to start the year is not what you are now. That's right. And, you know, it's – I think a 7 was too low for – I mean, 7 would tell you they're – they're on the 7 line tells you they're 25 to 30 in the country. That's not true. They're a top 20 basketball team, um, but obviously the committee didn't, or CBS said, hey, can we get that Texas-Texas A&M matchup in round two? We'd really like that one. We could make some money there, y'all. <laughs> that would be a good one. Well, we spent a lot of money on this event. That's right. And that would create a lot of eyeballs, especially out of the, a populated state like Texas. We would love to have that game. Uh, so let's see if we can't have, have that happen. But uh, so, yeah, Patriot League champs, and then it's potentially A&M or Penn State. Somebody said, hey, Penn State will just rain threes on those Aggies. Penn State's a That's good That's what team. they do. They just shoot threes. Well, so does Alabama. You know, Alabama's the number one overall seed with Brandon Miller and all the uh, off-court stuff and the tragedy that's gone on with that program. But, you know, Nate Oates' team will shoot 30, 35 threes a ball game. I mean, they, they chunk them and then play around maybe the best player in college basketball in Brandon Miller. So tournament is here. Make your picks. Get your Final Four set. I tell you, by the way, you said in your final four, I haven't done mine yet. I usually get mine done by Wednesday. The You have San Diego State. This is just a, I just filled out a bracket, you know, a first reaction bracket. But, yeah, I mean, San Diego State in the, they're in the south, right? Yes, they're in the, the south region with Alabama. Um, I said to y'all earlier I could see Alabama losing in the second round if they don't play defense, which they I don't think they do a lot of the time. Uh, and the rest of that bracket, I have them beating Arizona in the lead eight. Uh, Baylor losing to Arizona in the Sweet 16. Um, but, like, the Virginia at four, I don't think they're a very tough team. You know, it's – it's I could see well, a team Virginia, like San Diego State going, going the distance just because of 
the luck that goes with them. Yeah. Beating Al- after you beat Alabama, there's not much there. Okay, well, that would be a massive upset. But, mm-hmm. yes, 8-9 winners t- play the one seed when they win and beat the 16. Uh, says, you know, in Virginia, you know, they just did it with Duke in the championship game of the ACC tournament. They're going to yuck it up. They're going to make it ugly. And that's just the style of basketball they play. Um, but looking forward to it. It all starts on Thursday. Take your days off. Get your get your whatever. Remember we used to do the vast madness, the vasectomies. Get your vasectomy on the on the on the Wednesday, and then just sit back and watch <laughs> madness. Just get your uh, get your stuff. Get your peas. And, and get your peas and carrots. And that's right. Watch basketball for a couple days. It works perfect with my schedule. It does. We get to be. You get to be out of here by ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock when we're done, which we look forward to for this week. And yeah, we're going to be at Twin Peaks if you're looking for the horn. Uh, and we're also working already on a potential watch party for the second game if Texas can get there, uh, so you can get some extended coverage and come join and watch us with it. Watch it with us is what we're going to do. But I know we'll be at uh, Twin Peaks, and I'll get you details on which location coming up. But there'll be the afternoon shows will be at one Twin Peaks on Thursday and another one on Friday. Of course, there's one in Round Rock, and there's one down south off of Stastny. Uh, that'll be the location. That's where the Horns Play Hooky headquarters will be, Twin Peaks. Play Hooky. Play Hooky from work. And it's spring break anyhow. You probably got the week off or at least several days. Kids are out of school. Uh, it's that week. And you're going to be going to South by Southwest. You're going to see some live music, maybe get to the rooftop showcase down there at Coke FM today. But whatever you're doing... Take us with you with your horn app. We've got you covered. We got you ready. Free eight. This would be the day where you know you were you had to be listening yesterday to see where the horns went and could they get a one seed? It's a two. They're in the Houston bracket, the Midwest, and uh, they're gonna potentially play the Aggies in round two. But today's you need the horn app to keep up with all this free agency in the National Football League. Who's going where? Uh, can the Cal- is Dalton Schultz one of those first free agents to go? Uh, I think he will be because he he wanted to be a free agent a year ago, but the Cow- the Cowboys put a tag on him. He's now tagless, and I think most— You think he's already worked out a deal? He has oh, yeah. been working for a year with somebody? Well, at least since the combine, and at least since the yeah. offseason when it was clear that Tony Pollard was going to get the tag this year and Dalton would hit the hit the market. I mean, he's the second-leading receiver on a team that scored second-most points in the league. Uh, that's pretty good, and I think he'll be the number one tight end on the board. And so a team looking for a, an experienced tight end uh, may jump in here and you know add a, a player like that. So keep an eye on him. Donovan Wilson, the safety, is another name to watch. The two corners, Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, this, this could be pretty active today and into tomorrow when the legal period begins. So yeah, we'll Vander Esch, with his health, he's looking for a deal, like a big deal. Yeah, but he's like the sixth or seventh best linebacker on the market. Yes, he is. I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's a position where there's good players. I mean, because, again, it's like we talked about the draft. The linebacker currently not seen as a premium position in pro football. I mean, it's about quarterbacks, left sure. tackles. You know, touchdown scores, corners, and pass rushers. Uh, so even in free agency, those guys are going to get the biggest deals. The quarterbacks. Yeah, but they need that in their co- that that defense with the Cowboys. You need it inside because you know, right now the best linebackers that are available: Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, one of a good player off that Buffalo Bills defense. Mm-hmm. He's uh, going to be a twenty million a year. Guy yeah, he's guy. a tall linebacker. He's like six four. Yeah, really rangy, good he's pass coverage. Guy. Eric Kendricks from Minnesota is a free agent. Levante he can go David. boundary to boundary. That guy, Levante David from the Tampa Bay Bucks, and part of that defense that won a Super Bowl. He's available. Can still run. Uh, defensive backs today could be big. Jesse Bates, the safety. Jamel Dean, the name to watch. Dalton Schultz and Mike Gusecki are the top two tight ends. And then I think, gosh, Orlando Brown uh, at left tackle and Javon Hargrave, the defensive player from Philadelphia, 
those, those guys could go pretty early here today. So we'll watch that as it comes down. Obviously, deals won't be official till Wednesday, but they can be agreed to starting at noon today. We'll be back, and when we do, we need you to bring it. Yeah, it's only as good as you make it. It's the Blitz. Come strong, 447-3776. Also, a little gossip ahead of that. First, it's Craig. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip brought to you by, of course, the frosty ice-cold Bud Light skis for spring break. However you're doing it, do it with the ice-cold Bud Light brewed right here deep in the heart of Texas by Texans for Texans from weeks like this. March Madness, spring break, South by Southwest, rodeo, so much to do. Do it with an ice-cold Bud Light. Do it safely, but do it with an ice-cold Bud Light. Hey, Buck, you know a golfer named uh, Montgomery, Taylor Montgomery? Yes. He was playing at the Players' Championship. He lost himself a smooth $1 million in three holes. I saw a couple guys lose some cash. I hate when that happens. At the end. You know, four left. Yeah. He, uh, PJ Tour rookie. And he was, he was making it happen. And then uh, three shots later, he lost himself a million dollars. How many, how many spots did he slide? Way down. Oof. Way down the leaderboard. That's tough, bro. That's, uh. That's how you make your living, you know. They yeah, are start out with a six hundred thousand dollar putt. It was oh, nice to watch. Nice. His that's hands little, were shaking. That's a little more than your uh, your six hole carryover. Are you kidding? You me? think they're aware? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're aware of their money. They're independent contractors. They know yeah. what's on the line. Absolutely. Except for Scotty Scheffler, after he won well, four and a half million at the Players Championship, the richest person in golf was, was asked about. It. I said, "Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it." Now I can come on home. Mama's going to be happy. His grandma was there, eighty eight years old. Yeah, that was cool. She lives in that area. Came to see him. That's awesome. Let's uh, load up the Blitz, 447-3776. Uh, the Academy Awards were last night, Buck. I think Anna Diarmas and uh, your girl from Wolf of Wall Street won the red carpet. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Mar- yeah. Yo. Also, uh, among winners, it was everything, everywhere, all at once, and all at one time. And the young lady from, from Asia won the Best Actress Award. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress in that film. First Asian winner. She is. And we can stop with the she identifies as Asian tweets. She is Asian. She She is Asian. She doesn't identify as Asian. She's Asian. Uh, Also, so remember there was a movie back in the uh, 90s called Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. And Hugh Grant was in that film. I remember that. And uh, Andy McDowell was in that movie. And so they presented last night, and here was Hugh going off script and... uh, Noticing the importance of facial skin care. Oh. Yeah, because you got to take care of you. You talk about this all the time. Moisturizers oh. Oh, yeah. and emollients. Yeah, emollients. Yeah, you got to yeah. do it. We're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturizer. <laughs> Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. Still stunning. Uh, basically a scrotum. <laughs> a scrotum. Uh, so, yeah, that was among the lowlights or highlights of the Academy Awards last night. And how about this, Buck? You'll be surprised to know as we get ready for the Blitz. A new study by something called, uh, what is this This website? Phys.org. So, physics.org, essentially. That um, the American IQ collectively is dropping for the first time in nearly a century. Surprising to no one. Uh, it normally has gone up about three points per decade over the last hundred years, but now it's going back down. 
to where it belongs, where it should be. Of course, both sides of the political aisle will blame the other for, see, I told you, they're so dumb. You know, we might want to all look in the mirror a little bit. But, uh, yeah, a lot of reasons for it, but going down for the first time. Is that maps and such? Maps and such, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> the <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, as we get this thing cranking up. So, yeah, the collective IQ dropping. Something called the Flynn effect has always been an Let's effect. See. It, uh, you know. And again, remember, both sides of the political aisle will point to the other as being the evidence. That's being stupid? Yeah, both sides. Yeah. It's their fault. It's their fault. Uh, let's go to your Blitz and have some fun with it. It's only as good as you make it. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, and any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. In memory of Bud Grant, the best poster ever. More Bud, less Steckle. <laughs> <laughs> less Steckle was nice. a coach. Not very, very good. One. Nice. By the way, we, were, we found out that uh, Bud Grant did he win? Led led Canadian Football League teams to six Grey Cups, won four of them. Led the Vikings to winner, four winner. Super Bowls, won zero of them. Zero. Next blitzer, you're up. Congratulations, Coach Rodney Terry, for taking Texas men's basketball. To the NAIA tournament. No, it's to the big dance. That's the big dance. Hey, and shame on North Carolina for turning down an invitation to the NIT. Come Come on, man. North Carolina. Do you know who we we are? Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, uh, Bucky and Aaron. I know that the right and left can't always agree on everything, but one thing they can't agree on is that Lizzo should be the starting left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) They need a starting left tackle. (laughs) Roll tie. Next blitzer, you're up. Why not Texas? Why not now? There's no dominant team. Oh! Why not? Shut it down. Why the heck not? Let's go home. Third oldest team in college basketball, playing really well right now. Three good guards. Got to get by those Raiders. Come on, Colgate. Bring on the toothpaste. Bring on the toothpaste. You ever been a Colgate toothpaste I person? I have been. But now I'm crest. I'm crest all the way. Crest all the way. Yes. You'll probably be upset with me because I did last time I did the grocery shopping by the. Uh, Sensodyne. The HEB off brand. What? Come on, baby. I bought some Colgate last night. Why? Advanced White. Advanced, Advanced White. There you go. It's got advancements in it. There you go. Madison County, New York is where you'll find Colgate University. But yeah, I, I, what's wrong with the HEB brand? The off-brand saves Nothing. me three bucks. Saves you three bucks. Since when does toothpaste need to cost that much? Doesn't have to. The heck's no. in it? What do they change? Come on. There are certain leaves that you can brush your teeth with, and you'll be just fine. I Come wouldn't. On. I wouldn't do it, but she went to the basic store to buy like shampoo, conditioner, some lotions, some moisturizers. Like everything's like eight bucks. You, can go, to, you can go to the Dollar Tree for that too. Uh, Dollar General. Amen, brother. Cut it out. Amen, brother. You buy that stuff off the truck. What they put in shampoo that makes it ten dollars for a bottle of it? We'll be rainfall, back. Rainfall, e rainfall <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we will be back on B and E. One more hour to go on our fun Monday, recapping the brackets, filling them out, talking free agency, and everything else.